Boom, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the comic book lair. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. How you doing, buddy? Dude, had a busy week, man. I, I only work like uh, three days because we're going out of town this week. But man, you know when you're just trying to jam everything out so you can get ready to leave, so you, you can set everybody up for success and you don't yeah. have to worry about it. That was kind of my week. So it was uh, a little hectic. Um, Overall, it's good, though. I'm glad to be on a little vacay. Yeah, dude, I can't wait to see you, man. It, it's nice because, um, you know, I, w- I had a little little time off around the holidays, and now I have time off again, so it's kind of weird. Um, but it's going to be great. I can't wait to um, get down there. I'm not looking forward to the drive. I think I said that last week, but i um, super stoked on it. And, um, yeah, how was your week? Good, man. You know, by the time people hear this episode, we will have already met face-to-face in real life. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm pumped. It's been a while. Yeah, dude. Are you are you a big Disneyland guy? Or do you do it mainly for the kids? Or do you enjoy yourself when you're there? Can I be 100% honest? Yeah, man. The only time I've ever... Like, I like seeing, like, my kids having a blast. Yeah. But the only time I've ever enjoyed myself at Disneyland was this last time we went, like, two years ago. Because my older girls... It was just my wife and I and our two older girls, and they're older now. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to really, like worry about them you know like yeah yeah and that i think was my like most favorite disneyland trip ever like a little less anxiety yeah like i didn't have to worry about littles you know they're you know that we we could stay out late i didn't have to carry anybody on my shoulders bro (laughs) oh man i know yeah i didn't have to make the the dreaded walk to the car or the hotel room like trying to carry two kids and all of our stuff you know um so it was fun and yeah. it was my favorite time. I, I even tried, I think last year for my wife and I's anniversary, I tried talking her into like just going her and I. And I was all for it. And because um, then that's, I think you can have the best time. Yeah. You know? And my wife was not a, about it. She was like, the kids will be so <laughs> sad. And I was like, who cares about the kids right now? It's <laughs> <laughs> never going to fly. Like we've gone so many times just for the kids. Like yeah, they've yeah, had yeah. It, enough of, of, you know, them going like let's just go you and I and she wasn't for it um, yeah. so this one I think it, it'll be a little more work with this one uh, with the with the four year old but uh, I mean it'll still be cool it'll be yeah. his first time and uh, so. when you go do you ride the rides or do you just kind of sit back and let your kids ride dude I get down on the rides my two favorite rides Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and Splash Mountain yep Those my daughter went on Splash Mountain for the first time not knowing what what it was all about and they put her in the front and she was only like five or six at the time and still to this day you know whenever we talk about going back she's like i can't wait to go back but i ain't doing that splash mountain (laughs) dude for some reason my son has this weird thing he doesn't like water in his face so he like we've been showing him like and my daughters have been showing him like videos of the ride you know to get him all pumped and he's already telling me he's like dad I ain't going on Splash Mountain. I'm going to get water in my face. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm like, bro, you're going on Splash Mountain. It's my favorite ride. Like, Dude, well, one of the things that's funny is like, uh, you know, a sign of me getting older and my wife, we did the little teacup ride. And dude, I straight I get, out, get that Disney ride out of here. Sick, man. Like, I thought I was like, I had the like, you know, none of these things would ever bother me or affect me like. I'm still a kid. And then, dude, like, after that teacup ride, I was like, I don't think I'm doing teacups ever there's, again, bro. Dude, there's rides I straight skip when I go there, and that's one of them. Yeah. I just can't do that ride. Yeah. Well, right on, dude. Uh, you going to get some dipping Dots? 
No, I'm actually looking. Dude, churros is where it's at. I already told my wife I'm getting at least three or four churros. Two a day. Two a day. That's how you do it. You got a (laughs) quota to meet. (laughs) Uh, But um, anyways, dude, before we get going on books, I got two two questions I got to ask you. Because one, I know you're a big uh, Warriors fan. Yeah. I read an article today. I don't know how accurate or true it is. I just want to get your thoughts on if, um, like, the potential for this to happen and to see if you know if this is accurate or true or not. But the article basically said, like, all these, it was a trade scenario to get LeBron James to go to the the Warriors. And, like, they're like, it has potential to happen because they have so many young players and they want to win and LeBron's team sucks right now. And yeah. They do. Like, what, let me let me hear hear your thoughts for one on on the trade and if it's legit and would you want as a fan what do you think what do you think about that I don't think it's ever going to happen I don't think the Warriors have enough room money wise they're already paying out the nose on the luxury tax and second of all if they did I'd quit <laughs> straight up I'd burn all I'd burn my brand new shirt like what do you think about these super teams. I mean, they don't bother me per se. Like, I didn't hate it when they had KD. I get that that was ridiculous and over the top and a little bit of a cheat code. Um, but that felt a little bit more natural. Like, getting LeBron, I don't know, man. Like, he doesn't yeah, even fit the wild. mold. Like, yeah, they're like, they, you know, they move the ball a lot. They're perimeter shooters. They're, you know, a little bit of speed. You know what I don't like about in basketball is I don't like dudes who crash the net and just use their big body to do it. Like, I'm not a big fan of uh, Giannis. I don't like watching him play. It's just like, you can't guard him because you're just going to get a, you know, a blocking foul each time. And every time, to me, it looks like he's charging. And I'm just like, I can't even watch the Milwaukee Bucks play, dude. I'm not a fan. Hmm. And I'm not a fan of LeBron James. Get him out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you went off on a tangent. Did I struck a, <laughs> struck a chord there with you? It's like the same thing with Zion Williams, dude. Like, I just am like, dude, I don't know. This is why I like watching the Warriors. That dude's huge. I know. Yeah, but this is the same thing. You can't guard him because he's so big and strong that it yeah. just becomes boring to watch. I like watching those big dudes play, man. Not me, dude. I like, watching, I like watching the Celtics for the same reason. It's like finesse. and Yeah, Celtics you know, are cool to watch, yeah. And All they right. move the ball a lot. They're a lot like the Warriors and... uh yeah, I can like I like watching the Suns play too when they're doing good. They're doing terrible right now though, even though they mm. beat us yesterday. Dude, one other thing. There you go, man. You you hit a <laughs> you hit a nerve. <laughs> We're starting off on the right foot here. Dude, yeah. So I've been like the last like uh I don't know, two or three weeks, and maybe this is because I'm just getting old or work. I have no idea. But dude, I've been having the worst back pain. Mm-hmm. And like I have a foam roller, like I'll, I'll foam roll all oh, the time. I hate that. I you used do? To to the, I can't stand foam rolling. I love foam rolling, dude. I, I straight used, up threw my foam roller in the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to the chiropractor all the time, but then it was like I was like, once I started going to the chiro, it was like I had to keep going, you know? That's to, what they say about that. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I got to stop doing this because now, you know, I'm, I'm, only feeling good if I keep going. And it was just like, I was going left and right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, but <laughs> let me ask you. So I've been trying a couple of different things. Right. You know, those inverter tables where you hang upside down. Yeah. Dude. I love it. Good things. Worked wonders. I hung upside down on one. 
like for like a minute or Did two at a time. Did you feel like you were living living your best bat life, bro? It like you can feel it stretching your back out. Yeah, it was yeah. great, but literally, like for two days afterwards, I've had no like my, like it doesn't hurt like to the point where I'm like in a ton of pain. It's just like uncomfortable. Well. And so that was amazing. But then I have you seen that um, therapy where they do like the suction cup thing and you're I've done it before, yeah. Tell me about that. I loved it. Was it worth it? Was it good? Yeah, I thought so. I, I, I used to I have I tore like um something in both of my shoulders. So I used to go and they what do they call that now? I forget what they call yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't know the cupping, technique. Cupping. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And uh I thought it I thought it helped a lot. So I found that I came across this one thing on um, probably social media or something, but it's like one you can buy for your house and it like heats up and then you can do it yourself. And I was thinking about grabbing one just to see if it worked because, dude, I'm tired of the back pain because I'd rather have one of those. How would you get it off on your own though? Like they I think there's a button that releases it. Oh, okay. But like I don't have room for one of those tables to flip me upside down, like one of those... I can't hang mm-hmm. upside down. Like, where am I going to put that thing? <laughs> like, you you just come over come and I'm hanging up. <laughs> upside down in your house. Yeah, what am I going to do with that thing, dude? dude? The, just put your, it kids, in... your kids bring some friends over. And they're like, oh, don't mind my dad. He just likes to hang upside down. Put that in the living room and just be like, yeah, you want to sit here, help yourself? Like, I don't know what to do with that thing. <laughs> so I figured I'd try one of those, um, but I've never tried that. Um, like therapy or whatever. And uh, I always yeah. wanted to ask. Yeah. What about like, uh, you know, I also, well, we're getting way off track here. <laughs> Don't get me down. Yeah. I think give it a shot. It could help, man. Like I, I liked it when I did it. All right. I might do it. It's worth, uh, it's, it's only like 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah. That's chump change for dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole week's paycheck. <laughs> Dude. What'd you get into this week, man? Anyways, dude, I got into some actually some I think decent amount of reading for the time I had. Um, I got in a couple trades, and I got in a couple singles. So I guess typical for the old comic book dad. <laughs> hey, I think it's good, dude. One I got into that I know um, you've been into now for a while. We did um, a bo dub on on volume one, and for whatever reason, I just never got into volume two. You actually sent this to me in the mail um, for Christmas. So Dude, you that, have good friends. I do have a good buddy. <laughs> um, so that Texas Blood, Volume 2, uh, Chris Condon, Jacob Phillips from Image. And I'll tell you what, man. I love getting back into old West Texas and um, hanging out with Joe Bob. Dude, and also just really quick before you dive deeper into this one. You, re- you finished it at the most perfect time because literally next week... The yep, third volume. I saw comes that. Yeah, I can buy the third trade already. So, um, do you, are they going to keep going? Like, do you know if the? Yeah, as far as I know, yeah. Okay, because I loved it. I love jumping back into this world. You're immediately like right when you start reading it, just the way he talks and mm-hmm. the, the way they. Well, yes, it is so. Like after I read it, I find myself saying "well" all the time. Oh uh, yeah, and I read it in like that. You know, I I try to read it in that southern accent. Every time Joe Bob's talking, I'm like, in my mind, I'm just like, okay, Joe Bob's talking. I got to get a thick southern accent going. Yep. And just the way they do that, I think, is rad. I love it. Like, you immediately just, um, I I don't know, you're immediately taken to this world, you know? And I love it. 
Yeah, they're na- they nail that whole thing. What do you think compared to Volume One? Um, I like Volume One better, but I'm by no means is this bad at all. It's yeah. just different. I don't know. Volume One was, I think, was just really hard to beat. You know, like I think the thing about Volume One is that like that down to earthness that we're that we're talking about, like the crime and stuff, felt a little bit more tangible. Where this one felt. A little too wild almost to me in volume two. Yeah. Like it felt a little bigger than Joe Bob and felt like, I don't know, like the whole weird cult thing felt like we were, uh, that's the only thing I didn't like about it. I could see that. And you have another big wig coming from, from California or wherever he came from. Cool character though. Yeah. He was a cool character. He he was rad. I liked him. Yeah. Um, I I liked, I also liked the older um, Joe Bob's boss. He's like the main sheriff of the time because this one is like a flashback when Joe Bob was young. He's not even like the sheriff of the town. He's just a deputy. Yeah. And so the the old sheriff is like your typical like hardcore like old school sheriff who what you would expect if you went to like some small town, you know. Mm-hmm. And so his arc was crazy because like he wasn't buying into this whole thing. And like Joe Bob was like following his gut, and at the the whole time, so Joe Bob is like telling a flash like this story to his young deputy now, and almost like as like a um, I I kind of took it as like he was like teaching her a lesson, mm-hmm. like you know, like kind of like in, in this line of work, like if you're feeling something in your gut, like go with it. Cause that's what I did in this situation. And look what happened. Like if I didn't go with my gut, like I would have never found that girl. And she kind of brings up, you know, like her past and she brings up a story and she does the same thing. She's like, yeah, this happened to me. I went with my gut in this situation. I left and some other kid got abducted when that could have been me kind of thing. And so I kind of looked at it as, you know, it's its own story in itself with Joe Bob and he's telling this cool story, but it's also like maybe like a a learning opportunity for this young deputy because Joe Bob's getting old. So I looked at Mm -hmm. it like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, But so it it was neat, dude, to to see all the characters, how they kind of wove it together. Young Joe Bob, I liked him telling the story, them sitting at the diner. I thought that was hilarious. And... um, but it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I like the uh, artwork in that one too. Again, oh yeah, I mean, dude, definitely the artwork's stuff. great. I did miss the first one. I did um, had more like environmental stuff. I think you know, like the West Texas, like sunsets, and so that yeah. wasn't as present in this one. But um, overall, it was still great. I I, I love the story. Um, I'll definitely be picking up volume three. And um, I'd love great. a spinoff for that other the dude. Wasn't he from California? I think or something like that. Yeah, he was a private detective from California. They need a spinoff from this him because he was cool. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he was he was a cool character. What do you mean you can't remember his name? This is the lair. I know we I remember just... everybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy how Joe Bob still like struggles with that case? Like you could tell it. Um, mm-hmm. It it. Like, you can tell it was hard for him to t- kind of relive that case as he's talking to it, uh, talking to his deputy about it. Like, yeah. those two young young kids, and he was really close to them. Um, Solid stuff, dude. Yeah. he Like, you get attached to those characters, you know, and you, yeah. you um, 
feel for him. But the the, the dude was named Mr. Eversol. Oh, yeah, that's right. Eversol. Yeah. yeah Eversol. Yeah. Did you ever get to read the Christmas special? I did not. Dang it, man. I can still pick it up. Yeah. But yeah, so that was really good, man. Um, one other one I, I read as well. The other trade I got into, um, it's actually an uh, older one, 2012, um, from uh, Jeff Lemire. It was free on Comixology. I was going through there the other night, and I was like, I want something to read. This popped up, and I was like, oh, I'm going to read this for sure. Um, but it's uh, Jeff Lemire's Underwater Welder. And I'm pretty sure it came out in the summer of 2012. Let's see. Almost certain. I can't remember yeah. who published Was it Vertigo? What is, what it, this was Top Shelf, which Top I believe shelf. is an imprint of IDW. Okay. I couldn't remember. But, but was yeah, it 2012? 2012? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But dude... I love this story. Like it yeah. kind of, it's like a little bit of like a coming of age slash like slice of life story of this dude. His name's Jack. He's married to a lady named Susie. They're about to have their first kid. Um, I think it's in Nova Scotia is where it's based out of. And he is legitimately an underwater welder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the way you just said that. And, dude, like, think about being an underwater welder. There's a ton of pressure in that job. Like, it's got to be yeah. dangerous as heck. You're, um, yeah, that's got to be the craziest career choice. And, um, like, you just think of, like, the pressure he's under for, you know, at, not only underwater, like, physically, but then the pressure of the job. And he takes his job like a champ. Like, he's mm-hmm. super good at it. However, the pressure of life... When he's not at work, he cannot handle it all. And um, anyways, you, you um, follow this guy as, like I said, he's about to usher in their first child. And I think that scares the heck out of him more than ever because his mom and dad were separated um, when he was young, young boy. And you get these flashbacks of him and his dad. And his dad was like a treasure hunter. Got a little obsessed. Yes. He were. There's a show. What show is... My kids watch this show on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it, but it has something to do with some underwater treasure hunter like this, so it reminds me of Octonauts. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, uh, it's like a like a teenager show. Um, oh, okay. Not a cartoon at all. <laughs> it's so funny that when we see... Talk about anything TV shows. It just always goes back to like little kid shows. I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, you just see this dude's life struggles with the the relationship that he had with his dad. And um, his his dad like died the day before Halloween. And he all he kind of knew is that he just went missing um, on a dive. He doesn't know, doesn't remember all the details about it. And um, had a very rough time dealing with his dad's death. And I don't even think he dealt with it at the time, you know. And now that he's about to become a father, all these things are starting to creep up. And so um, he goes on a dive and um, he sees this pocket watch on the bottom of the ocean floor. And it he... he um, kind of freaks out talking to him almost yeah he kind of freaks out a little bit and i think it you know uh, it just brings back memories that he kind of suppressed from when his dad was around i think is what happens right 
And so he goes back home. There's like an accident on the oil rig. He goes back home and his wife wants him to be home because he's they're about to, you know, have the baby. And he's like, no, I got to go back out to the oil rig. So now you see there's a struggle now with him and his wife's relationship. And all he wants to do is go back out there because something happened to him. He doesn't know, you know, what's going on. He, he tries to go back home to where his mom lives. He's looking for this old pocket watch because he remembers it was something that his dad found and like gave it to him. And I'll tell you what, dude, like a lot of Jeff Lemire stuff like this, May's book, like he has a way of writing a story where you can just like immediately connect with the characters and like you, you just feel bad for everything they're like i don't know what it is you can relate with their struggles yes. and you feel like you can sympathize with their pain and their Dude, joy like so much and the yeah. way jeff writes them like that like this may's book like it's incredible how you can just connect to characters like that and have like a like you care about them all the characters i cared about his wife you know what is mm -hmm. like every character had their own thing they were going through. And um, I loved it. I I wouldn't say I loved it as much as May's book, but it was pretty close. And so you eventually, as you keep going through the story, you eventually find out that um, he was with his dad, like right before he died. And his dad found that old pocket watch, right? And he wanted it. And his dad's like, oh yeah, you can have that, son. Like he was super stoked on it. Well, his dad was uh, an alcoholic, made some bad choices, wasn't around all the time. Um, so he ended up, him and his dad ended up getting some argument, and he threw that pocket watch in in the back into this ocean, right? And um, he did, or his dad did. He did. And so um, then his dad was gonna make it up to him, and it was like, dude, I'll make it up to you. I'm gonna take you out on Halloween throughout the whole town. And you're going to get so much candy, like way more than all the other kids. So he was stoked. I mean, imagine a little kid, his dad's telling him he's going to come pick him up. And so before his dad went to go pick him up, he wanted to go back and find that pocket watch for his son. And he went out to dive to find it. And that's when he died. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't know that full story. And then as he's going through this and these flashbacks are happening, he realizes that he was the one that, I mean, he right, like, yeah. is responsible. You know, he, he thinks he's responsible because his dad was trying to go back and find that watch. And so it just hits you right in the feels. Mm -hmm. um, but dude, just a great story. And um, it, it has the, like the typical Jeff Lemire artwork, like the black and white with some grays in there. And um, I just feel like these stories are best told with that style art. Yes. Like, and it, it, I'll be honest, it's not my favorite art, but like, I think you're exactly right. Like this artwork is perfect for, for this type of story. And um, the characters are so well done. You, you care for them all. Um, you, you relate to them and um it was great, dude. I loved it. It was probably my favorite read this week. Right on, dude. I'm glad you got to check it out. I read it such a long time ago, but it's cool to kind of be reminded of it and uh, what all went down. And Next, you got to read, I think it's called Frog Catchers. It's Frog another, Catchers? Yeah, see if it's on, if it's, you can get it for free on Unlimited. Hmm. He did, did, Jeff did the whole thing too? Yeah. Yeah. And it's smaller than this, but it's a similar sort of uh, story about fatherhood and... 
Hmm. Well, this one was definitely an easy read. Like, um, definitely anybody can pick this one up. If you haven't read this one, go check it out. I highly recommend it. Um, really, really good. Right on, dude. Jeffy Boy is going to become your favorite, too. I don't know. <laughs> Some of this stuff, dude, I really, really love. I, I do. Like this, um, Little Monsters is really good. The uh, only thing you didn't like of his is Bone Orchard. Yeah, I just can't do the whole born the. <laughs> I can't Lord, I do didn't. Bone Orchard, dude. Yeah, I, I just I didn't like the what was the first one called the um, Passageway. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. Yeah. Little maybe I don't know if it's just too different for me or. There was just like nothing, nothing happened. Like it just left you, you kind of like felt like you read two pages of a novel and put it down and you're like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. And it was one too. Like Jeff's usually so good about getting you invested in characters. Like I didn't care about any of the characters. That's that true. That's a good all. point. I didn't care about I any. was like, I'm not attached to this guy. I don't care what's going on. Like I just, it wasn't um, my favorite for sure. But like Sweet Tooth, I read, I read, I think just volume one or two of Sweet Tooth. That, and so I love that. So my favorite. Yeah, I haven't finished that, but that was the same type of thing, dude. I I love that. Um, May's book, uh, Little Monsters, this one. um, Yeah, so I'm stoked. I want to get into a couple. I want to get into, uh, what is it? Royal City, I think he has a couple volumes of that. Um, I think you mentioned that. Essex County. A lot of stuff to get into from him, for sure. Mm -hmm. I want to do Black Hammer, too. Yeah, yeah, we should. Right on, brother. Well, what else did you get into this week? Dude, I also finally read issue four of uh, Gotham City Year One, Tom King. Oh, nice. Dude, Still staying strong? Yeah. It, um, super dark. It, it, it's a dark one. Um, I I just don't know how they're going to tie it in. I don't know if they are going to tie it in, if it's just going to be What do you mean own. tie it in? Like, how are oh, they going to... Oh, to the greater Batman story? Yeah. Or? Like, is yeah. it going to be tied in at all? And if it, if it isn't, then that's fine with me. I don't care. Like, if it's his own thing, if but, like, he's narrating it as an old man. So the main character is uh, the detective. His name's Slam. I love him as a character. He's freaking awesome. Uh, always wants to do what's right. Like, j- just a rad dude. Private detective. Um, you find out right away, uh, spoilers if you're reading this series and haven't read this one yet. Like, Turn away. The... Um, the baby he's trying to find or the little kid that he's trying to find um, it, right away you find out is dead. Oh, really? Yeah. And so the police find out. They think it's he has something to do with it. So they, they, they bring him in for, you know, to get interrogated. And he's like getting the crap beat out of him. Like the detective? Yeah. Slam. Like just getting pummeled, walloped, as you like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up walloped. And like, he's still staying strong. He ends up leaving. Like, um, they bring him back to the Wayne Manor and um, some stuff goes down there with with, with uh, Mr. Wayne and um, it, it gets wild. There's a couple, I won't spoil the couple twists in it just because it, it's so new. But um, yeah, he, he, you know, he's narrating this as an old man to Batman and so these letters he was getting were signed the Batman, you know? So I, I just don't know. Um, I, and I think it's only five issues from what I understood. I could be wrong. So they have one more issue to kind of wrap it up if that's how it's going to be. And so I don't know what they're going to do to like kind of tie it all together. If it's going to just be its own thing. Um, 
Yeah, because there's two big, like, I don't want to say twists, but things that happen in it that, I don't know, could dictate a lot of different stuff in in, in hmm. this world. I don't know. So we'll see. It's a black label though, right? So it's probably outside of canon. So it's probably just a standalone. I think, no, I think it's it's just DC. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and you know me, like, if it is outside, I know, that, you that's fine. It's not, yeah, I'm not going to worry too much about it. Um, but it's a cool story, man. I like it. It is definitely dark. Um, Tom King's doing good stuff in this one. How's the art? Dude, I love the art, man. Like, the detective slam, he's just like this grizzled old, like, detective dude. And Right on, that looks rad. Yeah, it's really cool. And it gives Gotham like a cool vibe, like, you know, that really like dark, like, I don't know. It, it's just really well done. Um, and I'm enjoying it. I'm going to, uh, I hope it finishes strong. I, I don't know what they're going to do to tie it all together, but we'll see. Right on, buddy. And then, um, dude, to finish it off, you want to talk about this one yet? You want to get into the, the old yeah, sure. uh, calculated man? Dude. First of all, weren't you stoked to see it back on the shelf after a year and a half? Good grief, <laughs> However man. long it's been. I was nervous we were never going to see Aftershock back on the shelf. Dude, it opens up like right away with a big surprise to me with Jack Beans just being completely honest with his girlfriend. I mean, to be honest, he's been honest with her the whole time. Well, sort of. Well, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the whole time they were chatting back and forth on the phone, he was literally telling her exactly what he was doing while yeah. she was, you know, yeah. not. And they were doing this, like, role play thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I know what I never mean. expected him to come clean about it is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And I, I didn't did expect, expect her to. Her to have, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her reaction was not expected Her either. reaction was just, like, whatever. She was all, like, she thought he was rad. Like, it was intriguing yeah. to her, and she loved it. She was all stoked on it. Didn't bother her one bit, which was crazy. She's just drinking wine, and she's like, no, I'm totally into it. Yeah, she's like, like, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. And they just kind of keep on, like, their relationship just keeps on going. Like, they're still doing the same kind of things they were doing the whole time. It's just, like, weird role play, like. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely didn't expect that from her. But um, I guess that's good for Jack, because he's always just wanted to fall in love. Yeah. I mean, this is a wild issue, man, and I loved it. Like, I thought this wrapped up this series in such an awesome way, dude. Yeah, I agree. I love the art, and um, I didn't expect anything. Um, I, didn't I couldn't expect have seen it to this coming. Like this. No, not no. at all. This one was tough. Like, usually I kind of can be pretty good about kind of predicting what's going to happen, and this one, I was, no way. No. I mean, so basically what happened, what's happening is Jack Beans is is going through and pretty much taking out these two gangs, these two rival gangs, right? And um, he he goes to pr- pretty much the, the crime family. The Keys is the main crime family, right? And he, he goes, like, he's to the point now where he's going to infiltrate, like, their main mansion, like, their main property where the big leader yeah. the keys is at and he's just taking everybody out uh they don't think you know he can make it but then he does something which i think was genius 
he sends out a text to all these dudes that are in the members of the keys. And he's like, Hey, I'll give you a hundred grand. If you just leave, like all you have to do is leave. Oh dude, that was wild. Yeah. And so all these people, they start, you know, like half of them start dipping. They're like, all right, I'll take a hundred grand, you know? And so Mm -hmm. the boss is like, dude, like, why is he doing this? Like, this is crazy. And then he sends out another text to like get the rest of them to leave. He's like, on your way out, if you kill anybody, you get an extra hundred thousand. Yeah. And so now they're all killing each other so they can get extra money, dude. So what a genius way to like get rid of all these people that he has to try to get through to get to the main dude. Yeah. So I love that. I thought that was genius of Jack. I loved how he, how methodical he was being on his way up there though, too, like controlling his breath and conserving his ammo. He's like, okay, shoot, shoot, breathe. And it was just like a cool sort of like, uh, cool. I mean, it just felt so action movie. Like I was really loved the first year of this. Yeah. I could see this being, it would be a rad show for sure. Yeah. And, uh, dude, that, the, the crime lord, the key boss guy, his right-hand man really throws him under the bus, dude. <laughs> dude, everybody kind of threw him under the bus, though, you know? That's true. That's true. But um, anyways, Jack pretty much takes everybody out is what it comes down to. He, he gets up to the main room, takes out the main boss. Like, now he doesn't have to worry about looking over his shoulder. Because, right. the, you know, to He's begin with... all the miles. Yeah, so the, the whole, you know... Uh, objective for Jack Beans that we've known this whole time was that, you know, he he was the accountant for this big mob thing. He wanted out. He left. Now they're coming after him. And he was like, the only way I could be free of this is I got to kill everybody, you know, because they're never going to stop. Mm-hmm. And so now at this point, you think it could be over because he's, he's finished the job, right? Yeah. And then now you kind of go back to... um the the lead marshal or the lead detective that was over his case to you know why he's he finally was, retiring yes and so he's turning over the case to this new younger like i'm sure she's just gung-ho and she even mentions like that she's going to make it her main objective to to arrest jack beans because they know that he's taking all these other people out you know yeah especially after that whole scene at the soccer field too where he kind of yeah. Slips away. She's, yeah. She was real upset about that. Dude, fired up. But dude, as the dude sitting at home with some like old files, man, he puts a big piece of the puzzle together that he never saw, dude, and it blew my mind. Dude, 100%. And, and you, dude, didn't see this coming. You, you find out that, you know, because this whole time, I think the biggest twist for me is this whole time Jack's saying he can never lie. Right. Ever. But this whole time has been one giant lie. Mm-hmm. Because he's had, the, he's had this whole thing planned out since he was, what, seven years seven old? Seven years old, dude. And so he was playing this game where basically his whole plan was to become the leader of this whole mob ring, basically, right? Dude, he in the journal, pretty much, since he was seven years old, like when he was seven, he wrote in his thing... Uh, he says, join a crime family as a bookkeeper, wipe out another crime family, wipe out the one I'm in, take control of the the remnants of both, and use the organizations for whatever makes the most sense mathematically. So yeah. he's still a genius, but he, he can lie, and he's had this plan since he was seven, and he just totally 
I mean, dude, this detective at first seems super upset that he was lied to. But I thought you had a really cool thing about this when we talked on the the phone the other day. Kind of like his realizations and kind of what he said earlier on to the to the lady who was taking over the case about kind of watching it unfold sort of thing. Yeah, dude. Like, And, and he said it perfect at the end. Like, you can get mad about it or you can just sit back like you're watching the game, like one of the perfect yeah. games ever and just enjoy the ride. And he kind of, I love that part. I love that he was just like, you know what? I'm just letting it go. I'm just going to enjoy my retired life and just glad I was the, you know, glad I was a part of it to watch it, you know? Like, so I really like that, but what a wild story. Really cool, fun, you know, four issue series from Aftershock. Um, I liked it. Art was cool. It, it, uh, it was a fun series, man. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't expect it to go this way. I was nervous about the ending and it delivered, uh, big time for me. So yeah. Kudos to the creative team. I was nervous too about the ending. Just not only just because I didn't I know. I thought what, issue three was a little weird. Yeah. And and not only that too, just all the issues with Aftershock in general. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like, you know, I'm going to be nervous with all the, like, are they going to cut series short now? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But, um, but so now, I mean, Jack Beans is the head of a huge entire crime organization, and hopefully he's going to use it for the power of good, I guess. I would assume he's going to do some good stuff because I think in here it says, like, he donated a bunch to, like, some, like, animal, like, shelter or something yeah. like that. So, our humane society. So, that was cool. So, um, and if you look at him, like, towards the end, he's walking with his group and everybody seems um, super pumped. Like, look at the dude in the wheelchair holding a turtle. <laughs> Dude, it looks like that's so funny because it almost looks like it could be April pushing him. <laughs> yeah, and everybody like a lot of the characters have like little mustaches, all the same style mustache. Why is that the case? Yeah, I don't know. So you never know. We could get more from Jack Beans and what you know. There's like do a lot of stuff with this. Dude, I can't stop looking at the tiny little mustaches, man. And they're all like that, uh, like curled up mustache. I mm. when I seen this panel, I didn't know what was going on and why. Like over half the characters have the same style mustache. And a lot of them have that key tattoo on them. The keys. Oh, yeah, they do. Anyway, it hmm. was rad, dude. Little Jack, the 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 last panel, or like one of the last. No, it's yes, the last one of the last uh tiny Jack Beans. Dude. In his little suit. What so a funny. wizard. He is a wizard, bro. But uh, yeah, anyways, that was it for me, man. Just the two trades and the and the two singles. Um, I'll probably take something along with me on the road, but I don't know if I'll get a chance. You know, if I get any downtime at the room, um, I'm, I'm sure my son's going to have to take a little power nap one of these days. Yeah. So, but that was it for me, my man. Dude, that was a good week, man. I'm pretty decent. Yeah, pretty good. Not pretty good, dude. Stop downplaying yourself, man. You did great. Thanks, dude. Two trades couple singles i'm always impressed with your takeaways dude i think you got some real good insight when you read books and uh i'm uh i always appreciate hearing your insights man thanks when i first read underwater weller i was a little confused to be completely honest with you i had Were to read you? it twice to to kind of get it like i don't know sometimes with jeff lemire stuff like even in may's book like 
I feel like I get a little lost in some of the oddities. Like when he is fighting the Minotaur, I'm like, what's with the Minotaur all of a sudden? And then like with some of the stuff about like with the flash, it kind of bounced between flashbacks and the present time. And I got a little confused about like what was really going on. And I liked your bit about uh, when at the beginning of the book, kind of like when the watch starts talking to him. Uh, I forget exactly what you said now, but the way you characterized what was going on there, I thought was was a good characterization. Yeah, so. I, I totally get where you're coming from. I think May's book did that to me a little bit more. This one, like when you when you open the 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 book, there's like an introduction written by I can't remember who it's written by, but he basically compares the underwater welder to like the best episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, you'll ever yeah. see. And to me, it didn't seem like that. It was more to to me. It was pretty. It, it was like easier read. Like I didn't get lost. I wasn't confused. Um, I thought it was just written really well. I, I, I don't know, but I could be confusing it with Frog Catchers, which was also trippy. Um, but I love both of them. After I read them a couple times, but but kudos to you for for. Grasping it all in the first read, yeah, it was great too, dude. It, it was good, man. His just the way he can like write characters for you to relate to him uh, is just so he's so good at it. But right on, dude. I got into some good stuff this week as well. Outside of that, uh, I got to read. Um, what should I start with here? Let's start with the uh, Zoe. Th- I'm not going to say it right, but Zoe Thorogood. Thorogood? Thorogood. Yeah, that could work. It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth. And uh, I'll be I've honest. I've seen a couple people reading this one lately. Yeah, I'll be honest. It's really hard to kind of like, I'm not really going to be able, it's hard to like judge it or give it a rating or anything like that because it's very personal. Like it's literally mm. her life as she's struggling with stuff kind of at the beginning of COVID and it's just like an autobiography of six months of her life uh, as she's like dealing with some stuff. And uh, so it's like, it's, it doesn't even feel right to say anything like what I want to say doesn't feel right. So with that caveat, I will say it wasn't necessarily my jam. (laughs) Um, It was very bleak uh, and, you know, but that's to be expected. That's what's going on. She was going through like a rough time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, she's depressed and, um, you know, she's dealing with some self-harm thoughts mm. that's, you know, coursing through her mind a lot. And so it was a, it was a tough read and on some of that level, but... Did it end um, with like a little bit of a light at the tunnel? Like... Not really, dude. I mean, it just mm. kind of is like, that's the end of the six months. I mean, it gets even wilder. She's like... Meets a dude who mistreats her that she thought she was, you know, was gonna fall in love with, and uh, I don't so know. She's just going through a tough season of life. Yeah, and it's just kind of like a, like a, you know, you've got a sneak peek at someone going through a really rough patch in their life, and I, you know, it, I think she did a great job, like capturing those emotions and what she personally is going through. Mm-hmm. It was just hard for me because I wouldn't have responded or acted certain ways she did in those situations. And so it's like, yet the tendency is to want to judge her for it. Like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? When that's not the appropriate response, I think, to a story like that. And that's yeah. why I kept struggling with that, that, with that. Like, she's her own person. She's not me. And so it was just kind of interesting to see her struggles. And, you know, like, she's 
kind of shy. She doesn't like the praise she gets for some of her writing, but she has to go to um, a convention and sign for people. And at first, you know, she's really shy, but her friend gets her to break out of her shell a little bit. And, uh, you know, so there's some moments like that where you get some real insight into like her psyche and, uh, well, I mean, she's mean to her friend too, but her friend seems pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. So, you know, I appreciated it for what it was. Um, I'm not sure. I, it's not a book I'd go handing out to people though. You know what I mean? It's not a better place. I'm not going to be like, you should really read this. this is yeah. Great. Yeah. Mainly just cause it's pretty dark, man. But Cool artistic choices. I, I like her art a lot. Um, yeah, for me, with books like that, like, I don't mind reading, like, dark stuff, but sometimes, like, you just got to be, I don't know, like, in the right mood and mindset to read something like that, I think. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I don't, I was thinking about this this morning in my car ride, anticipating what I wanted to say about this book today. And, um I don't think this is necessarily always true, but like when I read a story, I, I kind of want to, I think the best way I could think of it is like, I kind of want to be inspired. Like to be honest with you, like life's hard, raising kids is tough, work is monotonous. Uh, you know, I'm prone to anxiety. And so I'm stressed out a lot like her. And so reading it is a little bit like, oh man, mm-hmm. you know, I like reading stories that make me want to break out of that a little bit in myself. You know what I mean? That's why I like, uh, I liked May's book because there was that hope at the end where he, you know, he's going through a rough patch, but he's like, okay, I just have to look here to find an answer mm-hmm. to, to break out of this mess, you know? So for me, I think I like to be inspired a little bit with stories like that. And there was no inspirational message, but there wasn't supposed to be, you mm-hmm. know? And that's what I mean. Like, it feels so weird to critique it because that's not really a critique of the story. It's just my problem. Yeah. Like, yeah it's yeah. not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Does that make sense at all? No, I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, basically, in a nutshell, you're saying it was really, really well done. Yeah. But um, just with your own thing, it was just kind of too yeah. deep, maybe dark, without like the the cool light of the tunnel. Like I asked, because that's what mm-hmm. I like. That's immediately what I thought. Like, okay, it's a um, dark season in this in this person's life, but what at the end? It, you know, she's coming out of it into a different season. What's the transition look like? Like, what's going on? And um, I mean, she she tries she tries to end it. You know, she kind of comes back with like what's supposed to maybe seem like something hopeful, but it just didn't land for me. In the like the very last panel, it says, uh, "But if I may leave you with one last thing, it's." And then there's a bird that flies over the tech the text box that you don't even know what what she wants to leave you with seriously so that's like the whole point you know you know so um, that's interesting but it's cool too like you know there's this double page which is just a literal picture of her in her room as she's writing it so it's definitely like you know yeah she definitely like it's very real passionate and real about writing that yeah 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 so and and you know some real insight into her as a person for sure. Yeah, and I hope she's doing better with some of those negative self. Well, maybe putting that on paper thoughts. too, you know, and like putting it out there. Maybe that was a way or an outlet for her, you know. Yeah, yeah. I Wait. think she does kind of mention that a few times through here as she's hmm. talking with other people because it's also a struggle for her. Because I guess she wrote another book 
where kind of, you know, people keep comparing it to this one where the character in there, everyone thought was her. And, you know, so she's hmm. talking about it a little bit as, as, you know. Yeah, interesting. She talks about the paper as being her stage where she can make every, anything happen. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it, like, you know, there's some definitely interesting things and it's it's interesting to see a creator think and talk about some of these things. But um, yeah, because that's just left be... me a little bit more sad than I wanted to be. Yeah, no, but I mean, think about how challenging it is to talk about a lot of the things she's put in there on, oh, on the paper. I know. Like that's insane yeah. to even, yeah, to do that is, dude, you got to be brave to, to mm-hmm. put stuff like that out. So, and like, not like brave about talking about, you know, some of those, like I said, the self harm thoughts, but then yeah, there's like those are tough subjects. really like gnarly episodes of her life where she literally thought she was going to fall in love with this dude in America. She gets there, and this dude's like still in love with his ex, has a kid, then thinks that he gave her an STD. And like, I mean, it was pretty grim, man. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. she's just there. So, pretty crazy. So, I will say, you know, really well done, but just, you know. I'm not necessarily the right reader, but she expects that too. Uh, it, it literally like the, the um, it says it's lonely at the center of the earth. This book is for someone somewhere. Like she knows yeah, it's yeah, not for everybody. Yeah, yeah, you know? For sure. Yeah. So I give her, you know, she's a great creator. I'll say that. I don't, I feel like I'm overqualifying myself because I just, I feel <laughs> weird critiquing it. You know what I mean? No, I think you're doing a great job. Like, um, yeah. Thanks, brother. No, you did great. I'm going to actually save my favorite for last. I just want to really quickly, I know we're kind of getting stretched on time here, but I got to read yesterday. I read um, Book of Evil number two by Scott Snyder and Jock. Yeah. Dude, tell me about this. I freaking love it so much, dude. Like the anxiety, the tension, the pressure, the disappointment in this issue was so much. And it's just like um, these kids who are on a mission to like for a better world. And I don't want to say anything to you because I really want you to read it. Give me a little bit of the premise of it because I initially was going to start reading this during my week, but I ended up um, picking up Underwater Welder. Yeah. Which I love, but this was, I, I wanted to read this. So give me like just a snippet of premise and like, Right. Some bits and pieces. So the best way I think I could describe it quickly is it's like these group of kids and the world's totally different now. Uh, Humanity's kind of, I don't even know if evolves the right word, but they've changed. And uh, through some sort of, I, I can't remember exactly how or why they've changed, but, um, you know, so there's this new class of humans. Uh, and then there's the old, like just normal, like me and you. And they consider us animals. Like, we're not even human anymore. Hmm. And um, the kids, they're called embids, I I believe is how you would say it. And so every kid's born in this kind of, like, state where you're either going to transition into the newer humans or you're going to be left with the animals and thrown away. And uh, that's all wild. That world is so cool. They do a really good job of fleshing that out. And there's, like, they each have a job and there's this crazy thing and like uh, interactions with the animals quote unquote that these kids have is scary and wild. But anyway, they live with a, one of their buddies is named um, shoot. I'm going to get it wrong. I think it was Poe. 
Yeah, I think you mentioned that. To me. And um, it's Poe or Homer. They all have. They all go by. No, I'm serious because it's like old school, like uh, writers, and um, they they're obsessed with these comic books that this dude's writing, and they think that there's hidden messages in them to get out of here and to find out the truth. And they think that one of their buddies who used to live with them and disappeared has found out the truth and gone away and to escaped. Yeah, to somewhere in Colorado, Fort something. I forget what it's called now. Fort Hood? No, not Fort. Fort Hood. Collins. Fort Collins. I don't know. That could be very true. <laughs> um, I'm so good with this stuff. And uh, so they, you know, they're going back and forth about should they, shouldn't they do this? And they devise a plan to finally go out and try to find him, find out the truth. To get where they're going to go, where they think that there's a cure, which may or may not only last five years, but they think maybe they've perfected it where they won't turn and they can stay um, human, I yeah. guess. Original? Original human. I guess, like yeah, yeah. KFC original recipe. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, dude, it's, <laughs> it's the most wild... And cool plan, dude. They're rafting down these um, tunnels with all the security cameras. Like, they have to be very close and stay next to the side. I'm doing such a bad job, but the tension and the drama and the anxiety is so high. Like, as I'm like a huge buildup, huh? Yeah, dude. And uh, there's these people called the shepherds, which when people try to escape, these dudes see them and they torture you. And, you know, it's no good. And uh, they get so far out, dude. And uh, finally, they get to land. And they have to go across about a mile of land to get to another part of water because they're rafting out, you know, to where they want to go. And uh, one of the dudes is talking to him. And all of a sudden, blood splatters on the page. And then as you're reading it, you find out why there's blood splatter on the page, which is so freaking crazy cool. That's pretty well. That's cool how they do that. And uh, turns out the shepherds freaking saw him. And now they're being chased by these dudes. And, and this is pretty much all I can say at this point because the ending of this issue is freaking mind-blowing. Like, I was, I didn't see yeah, it coming. Well, don't ruin it for me then. I'll start reading it. It's so good, man. And, uh, and that's um, Snyder and Jock, you said? Yeah. I mean, it's really, really, really cool, man. Is it comicsology only? Like Right now, yeah. I don't know if it'll be printed. I think... Dark Horse is printing all those comicsology on um, originals. I bet you it'll get because um, what's one that is just went to print of his that he's doing it was it just comicsology only? Now it went right to print. Clear. Oh yeah, clear is being printed. Yep, yeah, yeah. So, but dude, it's wild. It's totally different, you know, than what we typically read here on the layer with the being you know more prose based and uh, it's rad, man. It's it's really cool. Check it out, man. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll start reading it as well. One of the other things I got to read, dude, which um, I know you have already talked about, but I wanted to tell you I read it because I freaking loved it so much. Like, more than I could anticipate it. I expected to like it, mm-hmm. mainly because I was like, the art's going to be awesome. But, dude, Eric Henson's Eden, dude. I blew through it in one night, couldn't put it down. I'm glad you finally got to read it. I loved it so much, dude. It's and you rad. know what turns out I really love? And I'm jumping the gun here in story huge. But for some reason, I get really pumped when like a hero's eyes start glowing. And like those little flames start coming out, you know, almost like smoke. Like, oh, she means business now, dude. 
It's a lot like uh, the character in Vanish. A lot of the, the dudes in Vanish do that now. But Even Mosley. I think, didn't Mosley towards the end? Yeah, that's eyes? right. Mosley yeah. did it too. It yeah. turns out I'm a big fan of it, dude. I loved it. But, um, dude, another... Th- I just love this story, dude, through and through. Like, it was... Uh, kept me on my toes. Dude, isn't it a fun adventure story? Dude. And, it and ends- the world he built, like, I was just like, oh my gosh, all the characters, and it's so deep and rich and like you know um the world is just super impressive but one thing i really loved about this and one of the reasons i couldn't put it down it's a oh look at this panel really quick this is kind of what i mean yeah yeah but that's what i mean you get there and all of a sudden you know it's building up building up building up and her dudes you know christian's getting beat up here and her eyes turn all blue and you're like what is happening and you have to turn the page dude this whole book was like a like, I just want to hand it out to other comic creators because I'm like, this is how you do page turns. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You told me when you first started the page turner, you loved them. Because it, it just left you in that spot where you're like, well, you got to turn the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it so much. I kept saying to myself, like, this is rad. Yeah. So, and the, shout it, out to Eric, man. It does leave you with cool. questions. Oh, the end? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Eric, if you're listening to this, there's... <laughs> There's got to be two, more, sir. man. There's got to be more. Yeah, yeah. The sun's eyes turned green. What's going on? It freaked me out, dude. Yeah, it was a cool story, man. I love those adventure stories, man. It was fun. Like you said, the characters are well done. Um, I agree with you, though. That I'm not going to say it right, but the the, the alien dude, Katul. Yeah, yeah. Her little he's, her, he's the coolest. Yeah, he's oh, rad, yeah, dude. Yeah. I love his ability and like the stuff he can do is rad. And and I like his empathy and dude, the villain Reno's a gnarly dude. dude. Reno, yeah, Reno, I love, dude. I loved him. He was. I love how they f- take him down, turn yeah. him to a statue. It was wild. Yeah, but um, I'm worried for Naraya now, dude, and her son. Like, yeah. That's what I mean. It leaves you with a bunch of questions. Like, where, why is Naraya like all these powers? And like, yeah. And at the end with a question mark, like it, you know, like know. You, you, you can't do that to us. So here's my, here's my thing. We need to like get a Kickstarter going or something. We need to eat in volume two. <laughs> Dude, for sure. And then in that Kickstarter, we're also going to produce, I've got a whole plan. You're going to produce. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get involved with this with Eric somehow, and we are gonna do an oversized edition and hardback of Eden too, of e- like this as well. The first yeah yeah one. yeah dude, so cool man. All right, let's get to work. But and it just feels like with the world he built here too, like there's so many side stories that could be told here with all the different you know worlds and character you know populations yeah. creatures. Yeah yeah. Uh, Super rad, dude. The healers, man. Where they were like, just come and do, like, you know, your payments, just do what you came came here to do. I was like, they already know. It's pretty rad, dude. Dude, I'm glad you got to read it finally, man. I will say, too, I'd love to see Eric Hansen draw Venom. I don't know if he's done it. I don't know. I, sometimes I just go through his old Instagram posts just to see everything he's drawn, and I'm just yeah. jelly, to be honest. Because I'm like, dude, this is... And dude, that was a wild twist with Ghost technically creating Naraya and her son. Like, and they weren't really mother and son. 
And like that whole fight was super cool too because she wasn't going to give him up anyway to him. And I uh, was super glad that at the end, like, you know, he he saw that in his mom, you know, like, sorry, I ever like, what's exactly, he says something like, sorry, I questioned or doubted you. But then when his eyes turn green, you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, is the evil in him? Yeah. Yeah. I loved it, man. Hmm. So, yeah. Like I said, it lets you like, Super rad adventure story, but leaves you just hanging with like with a bunch of questions that you're like, I need to I need to read more to know what's going down. I know. So we're gonna we're gonna see if we can get something happening here because I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I did, dude. I'm not even joking. Like I do no, want to figure love out a yeah, way to get Kickstarter dude, going. So or pumped you can finally got into it, man. Good. Heck yeah. Yeah, dude. And I got to read the trade paperback version. So it's that uh like the glossy. Yeah, more yeah. of the glossy paper. Yeah, yeah. I will say, and I mentioned this on the, our episode a while ago when we first were talking about that. I like the single issues are rad, you know. I, you mm-hmm. get the cool covers. But um, yeah, man, the glossy the glossy uh, trade paperback of it is just, it. I don't know. Obviously, it just looks rad. And, yeah. yeah. Well, and it has some really cool stuff in the, in the back. Yeah. Um, like some, you know, sketches and some yeah. stuff like that. But one of the things I loved is I was reading his, uh, Cla- I'm probably saying it wrong, Eric. I'm sorry, but Klaatu, is that how you would say it? Klaatu? I don't know. How'd you say it when you first read it? What'd you say? <laughs> Klaatu, Klaatu? I Am think I, I said it the, the same way you said it, yeah. All right. But it was kind of cool to see his thought process here because look at this, dude. He shows, he shows what he initially had in mind for it, but then he was like, that's going to be ridiculous to draw all the time. But look how many eyes it had. Oh, yeah, it had, yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't even notice that one, yeah. So cool to have the back matter in this as well. And um, yeah, see, this guy right stuff. here, he makes me want to see, see him do a Venom because that's just awesome. Oh, dude. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, Reno. Um, that's Reno, right? Yeah, yeah. So, super cool, man. Awesome read. So, if you guys have not checked out Eden yet, make sure you check out um, Alterna Comics. I'm sure you could pick it up Yeah, there. that's what it was from. Alterna, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, follow Eric on Instagram because he's always posting cool stuff over there. But we need more Naraya's story. Naraya's story, man. We got to make it happen. But that was my week, buddy. Pretty stoked with what I was able to get into. Yeah, dude. I think we had pretty good weeks um, with a little wrench thrown in with my travel plans going on. We had to go a little bit early than we normally record, but uh, it was great. Yeah, dude. Another good week in the lair. We always have good weeks in the lair. Dude, I don't think there's a bad week hanging in the lair. There was a couple of weeks that we had um, some technical difficulties. A couple of weeks that we, um, you know, me and late nights are rough. Yeah. But we never have a bad hanging in the lair. Like, I always look forward to this every week. Yeah, man, me too. What do you but, got? Uh, uh, what are you looking forward to next week coming out? What's your, 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 your big. Um, Pickups you're pumped to get into next week. Dude, one that I know that you're going to be stoked for, and I'm not being sarcastic this time, is the One Bad Day Bane. Dude, I seen some of the cover art for that. Pumped for that. I hope I can't remember who's writing that one because they're all written by different people, yeah. I think. I think Tom yeah. King's doing like a couple of them, but I'm not sure who's writing that one. I'll have to look. But yeah, that one, uh, super stoked on. 
what's the furthest place from here 10s drop in and uh i know you were really into the new ant-man when it first dropped and the uh the new wasp series is coming out which looks like it's got that old school flair like the ant-man yeah did, so yeah, yeah. that should be cool i hate fairyland threes dropping i've been loving that can't wait for that um Old Dog 3, and fingers crossed here that this is true. Uh, I know. I kn- you know yeah. what I'm going to say? Yeah, I know. But Chicken Devils say. 2, and I hate, uh, there's something wrong with Patrick Todd 4. Um, hopefully those are dropping. And uh, I wasn't wild about the first issue, but if anybody was checking it out, Nightclub 2 is coming out by Mark Millar. And uh, I know what's uh, my most anticipated one of the week, though. Do you have any guesses? Is Boogeyman coming out? No, it starts with a Q. Oh, yeah, Quested. Quested too, yep, man. Yep. Can't Dude, wait. some of the cover art for Quested is just freaking awesome. so cool, man. How they do like an homage to like the old video games, dude. Super stoked on that, man. And then in terms of uh, collections and trades coming out, we've got the public domain trade coming out. I think I've seen that. I've some, I yeah. seen someone posted that. That Texas Blood, as we mentioned earlier, Volume 3, and uh, Above Snakes, man, Volume 1, it says. So maybe we get oh, more Above Snakes, are we gonna I get don't more? know. Huh. Be interesting. Because I think, you know, Dirt Story, you know, Dirt can do a lot of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, huh. But uh, make sure you're checking out Coffee and a Comic for all new comic books uh, you're looking forward to and enter our coupon code at checkout. Uh, comic book layer in all caps to save yourself 15%. Uh, that's where I got my pull set up where I get all my physical books from. So check out Frank, give him a shot. You will not be disappointed. But uh, what do we got going on next week, buddy? Dude, next week, um, this is probably the most stoked I've been to get into a BO dub in a while. I mean, I loved, uh, don't get me wrong, I really loved um, the last BO, the first BO dub of the year we just did, um, Human Target. Um, but this one, um, we're getting into um, Scotty Young's Middle West. And yeah, and if you guys haven't read this yet, make sure you pick it up now because we're going to spend some time here for a next couple B.O.W. shows. So we want to hop in our Discord, chat with us about it. We want to make this a big thing. We're going to... We're gonna spend some time here, huh, buddy? Yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna break it up. So it's three trades. So we're gonna break it up into three different uh, bo dubs and uh, just go through trade by trade. And um, to be honest, I don't know a ton about this, but I love Scotty Young, um, and so I'm not sure what to expect. But I'm excited. Um, Me too. I picked up all the trades, and uh, I can't wait to uh, get into these for sure. Like the art looks rad, and uh, I've heard good things. And um, so I'm excited. It's it's going to be fun. Yeah, dude. Cool, man. Well, how can people follow us and keep up with everything else we've got going on? Can they? Where can they see what we're posting? Dude, you can always <laughs> see what we're posting on the Instagram. <laughs> no, definitely uh, subscribe to our show. Um, tell a friend. Um, definitely always uh, like meet new people. Uh, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you for sure. And um, head over to our Instagram. Of course, that's what you see where we're posting, man. <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, head over there. Uh, check out the Instagram at the Comic Book Lair and um, see what we're picking up, what we're getting into. Um, come say hi. Meet us on Discord. Um, we have a link tree on our um, Instagram where you can go over to our Discord channel and um, come on in there and hang out with us. Let us know what you're reading. And um, send us some reviews. We always love to um, connect with you there. And uh, look forward to meeting with you. 
Anyways, got anything else to add? That's it. I said heck yeah, but it like barely came through. So heck yeah, buddy. Boom, boom, boom. Keep reading comics. <laughs> Cowabunga, nerds. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.